I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Central Stadium, an iconic sporting venue. As part of a major fundraising drive, My Stadium Seat is offering you the chance to place your name or the name of someone who loves GAA on a seat at the Field of Legends. Packages from €100 Euro include seat naming plaques, certs of authenticity, online biographies and open day tickets. Show your support. Visit MyStadiumSeat.com. Sample Stadium, where every name matters. How are you all and welcome to episode 79 of the Premier Field Podcast. And this week I'm joined by two South men. They're leaving me on my own again there. So Colin and Stephen from South. How are you getting on, boys? Good, good. How's things? Good, Sean. So, how are you? So the old month championship is kind of thrown wide open again and we're, we are given a lifeline, but we'll see how it goes next again. So kind of look back now last weekend. So firstly, Cork going down to Waterford. If you was kind of said here that wouldn't have been easy and Cork came out there 222 to 119 winners and what do you think of that for your neighbours below there Stephen? Um, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose I have to start by um, Jesus Cork really made me it with a humble pie on Sunday. I had a right good go from last week you know saying they wouldn't turn up and they'd fold and they'd roll over for them but it's the complete opposite. Um, they went down and I suppose they, like even the the closeness of Welsh Park, you know, you, you'd be thinking it wouldn't suit Cork's free-flowing, open, hand-passing sideways and non-contact game that they're normally playing. But uh, they threw that, the form book out the window there and they rallied into him. And, uh, you know, it was a, a great performance by Cork. Terrible one by Watford. And a sixth touchdown last week. Gives us a smidgen of hope, you know. And uh, I, I suppose, look, I want to put the boot in while Watford are down. Uh, just before we come on here, I was reading a thread and ran about how the Watford, uh, Cork lads targeted Watford off the ball. And I was like, well, <laughs> with pity about you. I think, you know, the, the Watford team of the Naughty, the great team, were famed for it. These did, didn't they, they do it to Terrarian Quote Pack one And now they're whinging about it. Yeah, it's just it's lovely to see the meltdown that's going on down there, and you know, um, it puts big pressure on them going to Cusack Park next week. But look, I suppose last weekend it was all about Cork. They 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 gave themselves a lifeline in the championship, and and win this weekend. Hopefully not. We'll see them progress in the championship against against the odds. I suppose the way they were hurling up until that Watford game. Um, Jared caught him on this like I seen a stat there the other day in the paper like Cork or Waterford played 11 round robin monster games one win one draw like is this format not suiting them or are they just what is it like you know 
Yeah, Sean, and, and I suppose disappointingly from a temporary point of view, that one win and that one draw has been against us, you know, mm. so, and actually what, what struck me after the game was, like, where does this leave Tipperary's performance the first day against Waterford? You know, we were saying that, you know, or, or, or the feeling maybe was that we put in a great performance that day and came so close to, to beating the sort of heirs to, to, to Limerick's to Limerick's crown. But now when you when you kind of draw a line through the form, it, it kind of looks like really maybe we were overestimating how good Waterford were and, and then how good Tip were when they played him. Um, that like look, that, that stat is very interesting. And and to be fair, I think a few of us on the podcast last week felt that there probably was a big performance in Cork, and we certainly got that from Cork. And like Stephen, I was absolutely delighted, um, and actually really enjoyed the game. Maybe because I had no, well, at the start of the game, I thought I had no dog in the fight, but within ten minutes, I was shouting, shouting, shouting Cork on. And you know, some of their some of their players, some of their malign players, I thought really stood up. Seamus Harnady had a fantastic game. Yeah, Shane Kingston when he came on had a great game. Tim yeah. Manny when he came on had a great game. Um, their backs were, were were tough. They were, you know, now there was times where Cork went back to their sort of Corkness, and they had me, you know, very frustrated at times. They were throwing the ball around the half back line and throwing the ball backwards, and I was thinking, Jesus Christ, will he let it in? Because they seemed to have the beat of the Waterford full back line inside. Waterford to me looked like a team, Sean, that were very flat. I don't know if you could say they were overtrained, but they just never really got to the pitch of the game. They looked, they looked almost tired, disinterested, um, waiting for things to happen. Now, in fairness, in fairness to them, and and, and another player who's much maligned, you know, f- f- you know, sometimes unfairly, and, and and indeed by myself, is Austin Gleeson. I thought Austin Gleeson had a fine game for them. I thought he was a little bit unlucky to get sent off. As as Stephen said, he was probably targeted a little bit by some off the bus off from the Cork boys, and and once he got the first yellow card, it was almost an accident waiting to happen. But he was one player that, while he was on the field, he really stood up and be counted. I suppose the flip side of that is that he's always an accident waiting to happen, and that if you can get under him, he's likely to get himself sent off. So overall, look at I I was pleasantly surprised in Cork's performance and in Cork's victory I wasn't shocked to be honest with you I, I felt that they probably had one good game in them and, and you know we were saying that last week surely to God they can't be this bad and they weren't and I suppose from a temporary point of view as you've alluded to yourselves it gives us a little bit of hope for next Sunday going in but I, I would just make the point again that it might tell us you know that the line of form now shows Waterford has not been that good and so, how do, how do we rate that tip performance against Waterford in Welsh Park a few weeks ago? Yeah, and kind of you kind of said something there about Waterford going to be flattened. That do you think? I don't think Welsh Park suits modern complaining that games below there. It's not even a full crowd. There's eleven thousand compared to the Cusick Park, where it's eighteen thousand jammed in. Like, there's no mm. buzz that behind Waterford at the end. Like compared to Cusick Park, even like I think it's yeah. cost to be honest. Yeah, Nick English made a, made a great point before the game uh, the other day that he didn't think the, that Welsh Park suit was Watford. And uh, he see the reaction to it like as if, like, oh, what do you know? We've won all these games. Like, but what he's, what he's hinting at is the dimensions of the, of the field might be the same as everywhere else, but it's so enclosed in, like, the, the railings is so close to the sideline that even, even subconsciously it pushes like the wing forwards or whatever, it pushes them further in the field, making it a narrow field, if you get me. Ooh. And like, I, I, I know the, the farm now has been, has turned out to be, you know, like for me, that's just them not been able for the pressure. They've never been able for the, the pref- pressure of favourites. Like the, some of the teams they, they down the years were fantastic. But going into this year, I would have felt that this was their, their best team in, in, in all the time because they were well drilled they had some brilliant hurlers and they had a great style of play as much as it pains me to say it but winning the league final has took the edge off it seems you know is there a bit of a bit of a just we have our medal in the bag there now you know is, is there a bit of uh, complacency there a content with, with the medal and then you know that ridiculous comment from Derek McGrath after the league final to say um Team that beats Watford climb the steps of the, of the Hogan set like that puts untold pressure on a team that hasn't won an All Ireland final. You know, like you can say that about Lim. Like a couple of years ago, you say it about Kilkenny, or even when, when a few years ago when Tip were flying, you could say it about Tipperary. Like 
what gave him what was his thought process thinking thinking um of writing that like you know what I mean and I where where I'd be a little bit worried as a as a Carrick man as a South Tip man on the border of Walford is if by some miracle they get out of this monster championship I think they will be hard bet um I, I don't think Clare would beat them in, in Torres or or uh Croke Park. You know, I think they'd they'll they'll be better place. But playing at home in front of their own crowds, it's stifling them a bit, I think. And um you know, like all the wins they did for years about about um playing the matches down there, it is you know, it's not going that way now this year. Yeah, and then like and then after that then we had a cracker blow and Tunic Tunic's heart then it was another great day, like another great game. And I thought the atmosphere below there was ten times more than water for then like mm. It was Nick for Tony Kelly popped up again with an exhibition that he does these games comes out nowhere unmarkable. I saw the stats there as well after the game. They're fairly even. I think Claire 33 shots and goal scored 24 points and Limerick had 33 shots and scored 22 over, you know. So they're nip and tuck the whole way through. How do you think you went, Colm? Yeah, it's, it's funny, Sean. I, actually, watching the game, I had, kind of had a feeling that it, it had the look of it, or it was going to be a, close enough to a draw game at the, you know, all the way through. There mm. it was very nip and tuck. There was very little in between it. Actually, I thought the intensity level in the in the Limerick Clare game was a notch above the Cork and Waterford game as well. I just it, it had, and maybe as as you've alluded to earlier on, it was a little bit, a little bit about the, the sort of the cauldron that Cusick Park is, and you know we know ourselves from going down there on, on occasion that it, it, you know it's a very you know, I, I don't like it's it's an intimidating enough place to play. Let's be honest about it. You know, and um, and then of course we had a couple of con- contentious refereeing decisions. Our our, our old friend uh, Hego, as they, as you like to call, I know you like to call him that yourself, Sean. Um, <laughs> fell fell foul of the referee, and and then we had the the party political broadcast on behalf of uh, Limerick by Shane Dowling on the Sunday game. You know, which I I thought was funny for for, for two instances. Number one. You know, they, they, when, when you contrast the way they, they discussed the Gleasons, Austin Gleason sending off in the Limerick, sorry, in the Warford game, it was like, oh, yeah, two yellows days, he had to go, you know, no discussion about it. And then the Hegarty, we got five minutes of why Hegarty shouldn't have been sent off, you know. But I suppose just go, going back to the game, again, I remember during the league when, when Clare got a, I think they got a draw against Limerick in the league in the league as well. And I remember being very, I didn't see that game, but being very impressed by the fact that they'd held Limerick in the league and now they've held him again in the championship. You know, so was that, you can't say that Clare had their number because they haven't beaten them yet this year. They certainly would, to bring in the fear matrix, have no fear of playing Limerick, I think. You know, now whether if they went to play them in Crow Park, that's, it, it would be a different different scenario. I don't know, and maybe the monster final will tell it will tell a different story, and maybe you know we get a truer reflection of where both teams stand in comparison to one another. I suppose just to mention Tony Kelly as well. You know, he 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 is a fantastic hurler, and he got some great scores as well on Sunday. Um, probably needs a little bit of help up in that clear forward line, though. You know, he seems to be carrying. He seems to be carrying a lot of the a lot of the, a lot of the load, a little bit like Owen Kelly maybe did for Tip. Although I would still think Owen Kelly is a better all-round player than, than Tony Kelly, but he, he seems to be he seems to be doing a lot a lot of work up there for him. And even at that, he, he still has a couple of, you know, I was going to say uncharacteristic, but maybe they're characteristic wides in his armory as well. You know, he's not he's not he's not bang on at every shot that he takes going over the bar. And maybe just a bit of credit as well to your man, Dermot Burns, at the end. You know, fantastic free taker. As good a free taker as I've seen, you know, long distance, you know. Um, but look, very enjoyable, as, as, as I said. Probably the best weekends hurling I've seen this year. For whatever reason, I really enjoyed both games. Maybe, as I said earlier on, because I didn't have any dog in the fight and you could just yeah. sort of sit back and, and enjoy it, you know. But yeah, very, very, very enjoyable and credit, credit, credit to both teams. On the yellow card, Stephen, he goes yellow. What are the yellow from? <laughs> um, your opinion on that one, though. To be honest, like, and what, the, and what we'll go on and say what the umpires could see the angle behind the goals, we see a hurley being swung. But linesman who was in front of it, you know how he didn't see what happened. Yeah, he just didn't want to make that decision. Didn't want to. Um, we gave out, we gave out, think about Galan's uh, not, not red card last weekend. Hopefully they'll rest the list of the podcast and they, <laughs> it influenced them small. But no, look, um, I think to be honest, I think 
I had this issue. I think there were soft yellows, but I'm trying my best to understand where the decisions came from. I think two things in the first yellow. Like, just pulling on the ball like that the way he did with the man standing over him was, was petty, was stupid, and you're inviting the referee to give you a yellow card. Yeah. And it, it could even be, the ref might even see it as, I'm mean, giving this fella a yellow card here, so no, like, before it gets out of hand, because if you're going to pull like that and be allowed to pull like that, things could escalate. It, it was a nothing pull, but as I said, I'm trying to understand where the referee uh, gave the yellow more of the stupidity. For the second one, Again, very, very little in it. But if you watch it, as you see it, the way he turns into um, the clear lash, you watch the hurley. The hurley moves very, very fast. It looks like a swipe of the hurley. You know, and it just, maybe when he turned in, whoever made the decision to give the yellow, maybe they were looking at the hurley and the movement of the hurley because it did look like he gave him a belt to the hurley. Uh, from what I saw on the replay. To go back to the to the first yellow, something I can't stand in hurling, and I made this point when Lockmore played Ballygunner when that the goalie kept hold of the ball and John McGrath wanted it back. Mm. There should be more there should be harsher repercussions for a lad that will not get get, get away from the ball, will not get back the ball or you know, acting the yeah. maggot like that. So it should be a straight yellow card with probably 20, 30 yard movement of the ball or if it's, a, if it's a line ball, it should be brought in via free. Because it leads to swipes like that. So I know you talk about, look, should, lads should be disciplined. But just if, you need, if you're taking a fast free, in John McGrath's case, back in the, in the winter, if, you're ta- if you want to take a fast sideline ball, if someone is acting the maggot like that, like, your emotions are through the roof. You're, you're, your adrenaline is flying. Like it, it's, it, you know, you're, and you're playing, you're playing. It's very, very, very hard to be... Uh, be disciplined in that situation when there's someone acting the maggot like that, knowing the referee is not going to do anything about it. So, I suppose I won't say sympathy for Hegarty, but I kind of um, I, I think that kind of that kind of stuff needs to be eradicated out of the game somehow to stop the stupidness from Hegarty. If you get me, and I know people will say, "Well, should that Hegarty being stupid and same with Austin Gleeson being stupid when he was provoked, if you want to call it?" It's up to them to be disciplined. I just think, um, I just think, uh, more has to be done to eradicate provocation. If you, if you, if you, if you get where I'm going, and, oh, exactly. Uh, yeah, so he have a moment kind of thing as well. Yeah, like you know, like exactly. John McGrath on the same side. Like he just wanted to get the ball and get on. I know. Yeah. Think back, it's silly, but it's been yeah. led on by another party in the ball. So like exactly when you're when you're involved in the play, like your 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 emotions are through the roof. You're, like it's your blood is boiling. You're, you know, like you have to go to war in a hurling field, and there's someone acting a maggot like that, and it's not you can't do anything about it. You know, the ref is doing nothing about it. It kind of, it, it, you know, it incense, it sense, incense, fellas. Sorry, I can't get the word out, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I just think there should be more, more being done about that because when there's something done about that, it stops the what's coming next. You know, like if a lad don't get out of your way like that. Yeah. There's something going to happen next to get him out of your way. And uh, I just think that has to be eradicated before before um, them soft yellows are given out. Yeah, exactly. That's the same kind of thing as well on that. Like, um, so our roads now lead to Hurlis 4 o'clock this Sunday. So how do you think it'll go, lads? Cork, wind or true? No, no, no matter what happens in the other game, we need a seven-point victory and Clare also to do the same on their side. So, will Clare rest, lads? I think firstly on the Clare water side, will Clare go with Tony Kelly play? Like, will they go strong again or will he mix it up? Well, I suppose from a Clare point of view, they have a monster final to prepare for and you'd like to think that there's lads, you know, chomping at the bit yeah. to get their place on the team and, you know, so you'd imagine that whoever plays for Clare on Sunday is going to be giving it their all. And the other side of it as well is that they won't want, you know, they're unbeaten in the championship so far. They've built up a bit of momentum. They're on a good roll. So I suspect that, you know, that they won't, they won't go out to lose the game. I mean, nobody goes out to lose the game, but certainly they'll be going out. I think they'll be going out to win the game. Whether or not they'll play all their big guns, including Tony Kelly, I don't know. Only time will tell on that. I don't think Waterford's record in, in Cusick Park is anything to write home about either. So, 
you know, it's going to be a difficult game for Waterford. And, you know, the, the, the sense you get from Waterford people, you know, around us certainly is, you know, they're very, very deflated after last Sunday, you know, and if this translates into the, it transfers onto the team, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to see them picking themselves up, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, you know, and actually, you know, thinking about it now, we look at the league this year, I think three of the last, three of the, three of the last four in the league this year have had desperate championships, you know, Waterford, Wexford, um, Waterford, Wexford, who, there was somebody else as well, I was just thinking about it there, who's in the league semi-final? Cork, Waterford, Cork's Wexford. Desperate as well, yeah. Cork as well, sorry, up to now, you know, so, you know, and Kilkenny, of course, you know, have only played one match in the championship so far, really, yet. Like, you know, so just go, it just goes to show maybe I'm contradicting myself because I was saying all along that you couldn't turn it on and off in the league, but maybe the league is, 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 is becoming less and less, you know, and, and the, the round robin is now the league. But, you know, I, it's, it's a hard one to call, Sean, to answer your question on Sunday. I, I, I'd be slow enough to put my head on the block but given that Waterford's need is greater I'd probably give them the nod funnily enough I would probably give them the nod on Sunday Yeah there's that kind of need like it's a point or two kind of game like they'll be thinking they want to get the few points to win it like here I know they've said there'll be players playing for their spot in the Monster Final and that but like you know at the back of the day that's kind of in the back of their mind as well that there's a Monster Final coming two weeks time um, you know that's the big kind of prize they want to know, but you say Waterford, I think. But going down to Cusick Park for Waterford, you know, Stone, Waterford are capable of that, to be honest. Well, that's the yeah. thing. They could blow them, or else get blown out themselves. I think, I think uh, Waterford now are back being underdogs, and I think it'll suit them to the ground. You know, as I touched back on already, they can't handle being favourites. They're back being underdogs, they're going down there. Um and it's basically throw the kitchen sink at it and hope for the you know and whatever happens happens. From a player's point of view, I sw- like I think anyway. Like, I know you should only play the match that's in front of you, right? But they're qualified. They're in the monster final. They're going to be playing the All Ireland Championship. For me, if I I think Watford, as even though they've had a terrible uh, championship, they're still I I still put them ahead of. Cork and unfortunately Tipperary at this moment in time I think Tipper obviously in transition they need to get this year under their belt whatever happens Sunday next year then is where you where you expect them to be back in fighting with the pack I think if Waterford got through this out of the three teams that have a chance to get through I think if Waterford got through this uh, this weekend they'd be a bigger threat to um, to Clare than the other two teams and as a, you'd be thinking was Brian Lone be trying to play 3D chess, knock Watford out as soon as he can. You know, you make wholesale changes there and, and you might lose that momentum, the bit of consistency. And coming off the back of a loss into a, a, a monster final against Limerick, I suppose you don't really want that happening. You know, I fancy Limerick to go out and hammer him in a, in a monster final. And where's it on? Is it something simple? Hasn't been fixed yet. I know the weekend, fixed, so but more like the You know, and... Like I, I just think the big open feel of of uh, of, of simple will will work in Limerick's advantage against Clare and uh, from a, I look I suppose maybe I'm just hoping and bias like that that what that Clare go out strong and beat Watford but um I think they'd be foolish to make a, a load of changes I think they'd be very foolish for that and then speaking of changes kind of column what way do you think Tip line up against Cork on Sunday like. Will it be a similar team to the last two? Barry being goals over Brian, first seat at the backs there. Yeah, it's, it's look, it's it, it's 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 so hard to know, Sean. I mean, yes, I you know I think Barry probably did enough to, to retain his his position um, for, for for Sunday. I mean, the game itself, like if if we win against Cork. You know, get any kind of win against them. First of all, you know you'd be talking about the green shoots for for next year. You know, yeah. going into the winter, and that we got lads blooded, and that you know we weren't far away from Waterford, and we beat Cork, and you know, on we we had Limerick, you know, Pino and that we'd be back next year. You know, you lose the game. What are you saying then? Well, you're saying we've lost all the Munster counties, including Kerry, this year. Our league, our league form was an absolute disaster, 
and you know where are we going next year will, will Colin Bonner even see out the year as tip manager you know and, and, and I mean I'm not calling for Colin Bonner to be to be to be sacked or, or removed or anything like that this isn't the, the Premier League or anything like that but you know the point I make and it's 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 you know there's a lot riding on on, on, on next on, on next Sunday's on, on next Sunday's game and, and that point of view not just you know that we could still qualify but also really the context of bringing some momentum into next year. Um, and, you know, they deserve our support next Sunday, whatever happens. I think it, it, there's an onus on us to get out and support the boys because, you know, th- at the end of the day, they're putting on the blue and gold jersey and they're, they're, they're doing their best. Um, they're doing their best for us. On the team selection, again, I, I, I couldn't see too many changes really from, 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 from the Limerick game simply because they performed so well against Limerick, Sean. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I think everybody who, who started against Limerick really deserves another go. I mean, I know Paddy Cadell was taken off before halftime. I'm not sure if that was injury or, 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 or form on the day. I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't. He didn't stand out to me as going particularly bad, to be, to, bad enough to be taken off, let's say. So I, 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 I'll hold judgment on that one. I suppose the other thing then is, the other question mark is around Jason Ford. I don't know if, if Jason is available for next Sunday. And if he is available, would, would he get his place back in the team again? Maybe one of you guys know about that. Um, so, but look at, you know, the monkey is off the back of some of the newer players from, from the Limerick game. Craig Morgan, Dylan Quirk, you know, they, they played very well against Limerick game. You really, against Limerick, you really hope now that they'll put back-to-back performances together next week, you know, next weekend for us. Yeah. It was similar thinking, Stephen, maybe one or maybe one change at most, but like the lads that played against Limerick, they deserve yeah. a shot at it, surely. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think for the most part, it was, it was a, you know, it was a good performance against Limerick and I think because Limerick are so physical you know when Tip blew up the, the last day with 5-10 minutes to go yeah, I, I don't think it'll happen against Cork because Cork won't be as physical I know there'll be a lot of running around but it's easier to run around than wrestle with that you know it's it's energy sapping hit like Jer Brown for example he gassed up there with, with, with a long time left in the second half I expect Jer Brown now to, to motor on longer in this game you know, and see out this game because he won't. Be, I know he'll get hits, but they won't be as big as the Limerick crowd. He won't be he, like he was like a, a small child against Limerick, some of the Limerick lads last week, which a lot of inter county hurlers are these days. Cork are not as big and not as physical as uh, as um, as as Limerick. So I expect our forwards to get a little bit more change uh, out of the Cork backs. You now, whether it'll be enough time time will tell like you know but I suppose I just want to touch back to to um personnel on the day we didn't we didn't quite hit it last week but um Barry Hogan's puckouts last week were 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 top notch for most of the game. You know a few broke down there late in the game when um when the air lads got tired because you you're making them runs for him to be able to hit with the ball and late in the game when you're tired or just they were breaking down but I think that's such a valuable asset for the type of game we want to play, and I, I I'd go with him again. I, I think when you have a, when you have a keeper that's that's able to ping you the balls and be be brave on pockets, I th- I think we go with him again. And I'd agree. We go. We we don't know why Paddy Cadell was taken off. Like you know, there was you wasn't watching the game and thinking, oh, geez, he has to come off. Like you know, so was it an injury? Was it a tactical decision? We don't know, but if we, if we lined out the same way um, this Sunday, you wouldn't be complaining, you know. I just, I'd be, I'd be thinking, I'd be, you'd be hoping in the dressing room. It's the focus is let's go out, win the match, forget about score difference, aggregate, the Watford Clare game, go and win the match, and take it from there. Whatever happens, happens. But I, I, I think we need to win Sunday to. Put a bit of pride back in the jersey. It is all well and good playing well in games that you're getting better, but you need to win as well. You know, I I take a an old damn squib and a win on Sunday. You know, I don't care about the other results. If we get through, we get through. But it's you know, I know we're both in. We're not where we both want to be, Tip and Cork, but it's still Cork coming to town. Like you know, it's the traditional. You know, it's it's a big game for Tipperary and. Regardless if we can get through or not, go out with the mindset, just win this game and let the rest of it take care of itself. 
beyond that, like it'd be twenty second of May, you don't want to go against Cork, take a loss there, and then you're seven, eight months away again until another game, and like kind of the clouds hanging over you, like kind of gear didn't go away once, and you just don't want that. Like you want to have something, and if we are four or five up, a couple minutes to go, and or it comes in that Claire doing us a favor below, like do the job, finish out, like give a chance that you know, like just yeah. put the foot down and go for yeah, it, like, exactly. So. Do you think do you think that'll take much out of court game now what for that's again coming into this? Like will they go similar team? Kingston, like he came on, looked well, like they may start for different lads. Just, yeah, just question, I mean, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Colin. Yeah, sorry, Stephen. Yeah, I, I, I presume you're probably gonna say the same as I as I was. It's it's kind of hard to know, and it's a good question because you know it could go that yeah, last week took a lot took a lot out of them and you know, physically and mentally, they're going to be tired after their exertions in Welsh Park. And, you know, this is a good time to play them. You know, we're, we're rested. We've had a couple of weeks off. You know, we go in a bit fresher, you know, at home, trying to finish the year on a high and still with something to play for. I suppose the other side of that is, what well, you know, Cork taking off a lot of confidence from last Sunday. All of a sudden, you know, maybe a, a, a switch has come on in, in their heads that actually you know, that they're able to hurl and that they're, they're a better team than they thought they were and the confidence is coursing back through their veins again. They come up to Thurless knowing that they get a win. It doesn't matter what happens anywhere else they're qualified, you know. So, it, 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 you know, it, it, it could go either way. And again, it's very difficult to call. And I know it's a cliche, but sometimes tip and court games take, take on a life of their own. I remember being in the stadium, I think it was around 2007, we played... Cork, Babs Keaton was in charge at the time. It was Babs' second coming and Tip were given absolutely no chance against Cork. And and, and there was a very poor crowd at the game. I remember the same night. And, and out of nowhere, dead and buried during the game, we came we came back and won the game. You know, and like we, we've all been reared on, on great stories and have been to many games ourselves between Tip and Cork, you know. So so the games can take on a life of their own, regardless sort of a of what's at stake on Sunday. Just to go back to your, just maybe just mentioning Ger Brown, just, you know, not to be singling Ger Brown out above anybody else, but just, you know, I just think from what I've seen of Brown this year, I've been reasonably impressed with him. He got a great goal against Clare. He looks sometimes a little bit selfish though. You know, he needs to maybe get his head up at times and pick out a pass and pick out a player in a better position. The other player I think might be under a bit of pressure is Flynn, who started corner forward. Um, against Limerick, I'm always mixing Paul and Alan Flynn up. So you left, excuse me, that whichever one of them started the corner forward the last day, he's probably under oh. pressure as well. Maybe Connor Bow might might be fit and ready to start. Also, you know, Bonner Marr, like, you know, an all time, you know, legend of Tipperary hurling at this stage. You know, going back to to, to his under twenty one days. I mean, if if is this Bonner swan song on Sunday? You know, if he started is, is it going to be his last start for Tip if he comes on is it his last game for Tip or whatever it is you know so that's another little I suppose interesting subplot uh, one of the other things just struck me as well about as the years went on lads you know has the captaincy suited Ronan Marr do you think you know I, I, I often wondered if it's you know Paddy his brother obviously was, was a natural leader I wasn't sure if the captaincy rested easy on his shoulders either. And and it's just, you know, maybe it's just a small thing, but I, I just have been a little bit disappointed with some of Ronan's performances this year. Some lads take to the captaincy better than others. And I'm just wondering, you know, has 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 Ronan adapted to and enjoyed being captain? I, I, don't, I don't know. Have you any thoughts on that? And that I, kind I, of thing... Sorry, Grant, you're fine. I, I don't know. I, I think that um, it can be... It can be used not not I don't I don't mean to twist words there, but if you can use a stick to beat someone that they can't handle the captaincy, and I don't think so because just just for instance, uh, Ronald Markman against Kilkenny, he lifted the whole crowd, the whole Agreed. stadium, yeah, the, absolutely, the, the team, like you know, and it, it just. like. I think he's fantastic in the air. He's brilliant in the air. They're not going to go anywhere. Here. He's he he wouldn't be the most paciest of person. So it's easier to run him all over the place and avoid him with the high ball than it is, you know, like so he I'd say I'd I'd be more inclined to say he suffers more as a centre back, he suffers more because of his his actual ability and the other teams avoiding him than the weight of the captaincy on him. You know, um 
I thought he I thought he had a good game the last day. You know, uh, the Clare game, I think, look, maybe, it's, maybe it sounds like I'm making excuses for the players, but it's, I think the Clare game, we were tactically all over the shop. We were, you know, I wouldn't put it down to an individual being poor. I think just tactically, we were just all over the shop. We were dragged out the field and left acres inside and our half forward line was too far down the field so there was too much too much hurling field in the middle third and you know I, I think there's a reason Ronan was picked as a captain and it's not because oh it's Ronan Mars Paulie's brother he plays for Torres Sarsfield it's because of what they see on the training ground and that's me, for me where the captain is it's just the way he applies himself on the training ground the way he applies himself outside the way he might just be the way he chats to his mates and the way the boys look up to him you know, I, I wouldn't agree that the captaincy weighs heavily on him. I just think maybe teams are just doing a good job of staying away from Monoma. Yeah, and kind of on that as well, we kind of mentioned maybe other weeks there. We kind of lost other leaders on the field as well, so you're kind of expecting then maybe Rowan to step up and beyond then again on that. Like I mentioned there in the forwards, we had nine leaders there kind of last days. We expect a four to step in there. Maybe in do like we lost Jamie Callan in the forward line. No McGrad last week to fair put his hand up and led by example, like, you know, so maybe when someone looks around for leaders and kind of, you're kind of looking at one or two lads and if they aren't kind of maybe showing it, you maybe notice it more than you would in other years kind of way on that. Yeah. 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 Just, just as well, I suppose. Talking about, you know, our expectations, our hopes for Sunday. I, I'd like to see our, our shot selection maybe improve a little bit. Again, Absolutely. just, 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 just Thinking about it, and, and I, I haven't got a figure or a stat in my mind or to hand here, but we've hit a lot of wides over the course of the three games, haven't we? Do you know, yeah. bad decisions, what they call, is it low percentage shots, lack of composure, mm-hmm. poor positioning? You know, there's been a lot of different reasons, part of it for it, like, do you know? And, you know, so I, 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 I think we, we've, even in the Limerick game, we got a lot of freeze. I think Noel hit a lot of scores from freezing that game. I'm not sure if Cork would foul to the same extent as Limerick has, simply because Cork preferred the non-contact type of game. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think we just need to we need to be 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 sharper in our in our shot in our sh- shot selection, and then obviously our shot execution, and obviously goals. Uh, you know, we touched on this last week against Limerick that you know Michael Breen. You know, had a couple of chances that he butchered. Marquio has butchered a couple of chances over the course of the championship. You know, so it'd be nice to see us rattling in goals. You know, I know we don't have the forwards that we had back. You know, between maybe nine two thousand and eight and two thousand and sixteen or seventeen. But at the same time, you do expect an intercounty forward when he gets inside the fourteen. You do expect to see the net, the net bulge and, and and the umpire going for the green flag. You know, so. There, there are definitely two areas I'd like to see us improve on on Sunday. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think this game could well be, to be honest, I, I hope Tip absolutely ravish him. I hope they just tear into him physically from the get-go and bully the, the life out of him. Because and, and, Cork won't want that game. I know they had a, they, 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 they were flying against Watford, but the inconsistency of Cork the last few years it's very, very realistic that they could come to Torless flash next uh, at the weekend. But I'd agree with you, Colm, 100%. I think, I think Cork are going to get a load of chances because that running game they play, it could well turn into a, a shootout. And I think we'll get a load of chances. But we have to be efficient. We have to be clinical. And we have to be selfless. You know, like, if, if I have a... If I swear I was playing... But like if Erlat has has a chance on the sixty five and it's a it's a fifty fifty, well we need to be giving the ball to the man who has a seventy five percent of a chance of scoring. If you if you get get where I'm going, like the, yeah, it's it's a it's a team game, Stephen. So yeah, play yeah, the ball to the man. The exactly, and, enough, like, and you know. what we need to do is be 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 tapping over them points that they're not glamorous, they're not memorable, but they just keep the scoreboard ticking over. And before you know it, you have five six, seven, eight points rattled off and you're like, geez, where do we get them out of? Because they're so basic. They were the right thing to do that you, you don't even remember them. And I think we need to keep that scoreboard ticking over constantly. We can't go five, 10, 15 minutes hitting terrible wides because it'll suck the life out of us because 
we're rebuilding again. We're starting again. We've debutants this year and we've young lads this year. We're trying to learn. They they can't afford. I, I don't think they're mentally strong enough to hit two or three, four points or four wides on the trot and recover for it. You know, and uh, I, I, we, we need to be really clinical and smart up the, up the, in the forward position. Yeah, and on that, Stephen, like just for saying there, I remember our stats from Limerick game were scandalous. We had 47 attempts on goal on shots and goals. We only scored 23. That's under 50%. Like. And out of the 23 points he scored, 13 out okay, of turnover. So we scored the dirty points, you say. You mentioned we need to get some dirty points. We're doing that. But it's the ones when we're loose on our own that we're just not yeah. creating. Like, you have to be scoring. You won't win any match scoring 50% of your chances. Like. There's no way. Oh, about- absolutely. Like A lot of our wides, you go back to the Limerick game, like, they, they were shots. They were like, why are you even taking that shot? I think, yeah. you know, like, what, like when you're talking like that, you shouldn't be taking, like, I, I know, right? Tony Kelly, he, he, there was a last year, he scored a couple of, scored a couple of points from the end line, basically. And, and this, you know, and there are shots there, you're thinking, you shouldn't even be taking it. They go over one of a hundred. We should be looking to hit the shots that are expected to go over the bar. Yeah. You know, we don't want Hey Marys. We don't want, we want, Easy scores, you know, and and like if if we can score, if we can, as you said, thirteen scores doing the dirty work, add that into all the easy scores, and we would be hoping to hit twenty five or six points and maybe even a couple of goals, you know, hopefully. So heading the block, so leaving Turles half five on Sunday into the Saracen Centre. I'll give you a creamy point then as well after a win. So what are we winning by, Stephen? I think we're going to get the seven. <laughs> Claire are going to get the seven as well. I, I'm not giving up, boys. I'm not giving up. I think we're going to go through. <laughs> and how do you see it go, Colin? <laughs> well, my, the, the ideal situation for me, Sean, is tip go through and Warford get knocked out, to be honest with you. Um, I think, look, I said already, I think Warford will beat Claire in Cusick Park. That's my suspicion. In Thurless, I think, look, tip, I... I back tip every game and I've been wrong every game but I couldn't not back I'd never back against tip anyway mm-hmm. so I think tip tip to win maybe not by seven points though that, yeah. I, I, I think they'll win but probably not by the seven points yeah. Look, yeah. I, I know I joke about the, the reason just about qualifying that, but I'll tell you where I'm coming from now with, with our own game Watford reached an unbel- uh, Cork reached an unbelievable performance last week and an unbelievable high emotionally mentally you know it's They've been inconsistent the last few years. Can they reach them levels again next week? And if Tip get a good run on them, you know, they need a bit of luck, obviously, but if they get a couple of early goals, it's very, very real. Uh, there's a very believable chance that Cork could fold. You know? And I think if, if, we can, if we can tear into them physically, get, a, get ahead of steam and, and, and get ahead, I actually think Tip can win the game. Focusing on their own, I think they could, they, they possibly could win by a few to spare. Look, it may not be enough in the end, but I, I think if they can get ahead of steam, be more clinical in front of goal, especially the goals, you know, like it is very possible that we could win with uh, with the required seven. That's like, I, I, I'm not just saying it in jest. I, I actually believe that Cork could well come to the town flash. Yeah, and like you, like you saw there already in this year in Turles, like Clare had him on the ropes there. Another fine score and didn't do the game just, but in the first half, Clare all over him. Waterford ran him riot, like, you know, so they're coming to Turles and them two games there, they're in the back of the mind as well and like a home crowd there and I just think we'll get to win and see what happens from there, but I want a bit of pride in their jersey and lads that kind of put hands up, who's to mention Joe Brown, Mark Yo, lads for next year, Connor Sackle, Dylan Quirk, there's lads there that yeah. played well already that Keep it going and go into club championship, and we'll go from there. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, just, to, just to mention that as well. A couple of things. Just to congratulate our miners on their fantastic win last Wednesday night down in the Gaelic grounds. Um, you know, it, it, it was great to see, and and just something that that's been a bugbear of mine, as you know, on the podcast for the last few weeks. And again, RTE's coverage on the Sunday game. Absolutely shocking again. I mean, I know, I know you're laughing at me, Sean. But it is cash. It's just yeah. it, it's it's you know. I I, I mean, are, are they trying to turn? Like, I know people now, myself included, who are actively going out of their way not to watch the Sunday game because it's so bad. Do you know what I mean? They 
the analysis is awful. It's stale. It's the, the program itself. It's too long. They're trying to cram so much in, you know, into it. And then you have, you know, I, I don't understand why people from participating counties are, are commenting on games afterwards. I mean, fine if they're going to so some some bit of, you know, re, you know, reasonable, unbiased commentary. But I mean, yeah. Dow, Shane Dowling, I mean, what's like, I mean, just even chat with John Kiley before they go to air and say, listen, John, what do you want me to say tonight? Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, Jackie Terrell, like you know, has embarrassed himself on several occasions now with his, with his absolute nonsense about Kilkenny, you know, um, and there's others. I mean, and, and Joanne, Joanne Campbell tried to stir up a bit of debate with Don Logue about it again on Sunday and, and it was sort of shut down. And, you know, I, I just, the, the whole thing is, the whole thing to me is tiresome. And, and I think that the hurling pundits are actually worse than the football pundits. And that's saying something because the, the football pundits you know, are, are not wonderful either, but I, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm going a bit off script, off, off, off script here, lads, but it's really, it's really bugging me at the moment. Mm. You know, every time I turn it on, it's I, pure uh, rot. I was the same tonight. I watched, I recorded it so I could fast forward most and like even put me into chapter E saying, lads, what the fuck is down on here? I just was kind of cringing. Start fast yeah. forward through it again because then when I listen to it, like the to iPad showing these clips and yangas, but it's all, as you say, bias, like, at least you said Joanne Cantwell does try and start up, but there's Cal wouldn't, but wouldn't even attempt. To no, it of, shut down. It shut down yeah, straight away. Straight away, yeah. like you know, at least yeah, Joanne yeah. might try and get it going, like or you did, know, at least start a pot. Did you see? Like. Did you see the, the highlights they had at the Wex, Wexford Westmead game? The camera work was recording in a <laughs> Motorola Razor from 2004. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, it, it, like it, I said, off, and he couldn't even see it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's absolutely shocking, and I suppose it's a, it's a it's a nice segue into Jerry Egan who. You know, we would have kind of trumpeted at the start of the year mm. as, you know, doing a fantastic job down in Wexford. But Jesus, if drawn with Westmead is doing a fantastic job, you know, his stock is falling, is falling very quickly. Like, you know, and just to finish, I mean, look, you ha- I hear Michael Dignan constantly, you know, bemoaning the fact that, that the highlights or are, are, are some of the games are gone to Sky, you know, and, and that RTE should have the exclusive rights to, 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 to broadcast the GEA. I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with him more to be honest with you but the ideal situation for me would be that tg4 would get the the exclusive rights to to, to broadcast ga because they do a fantastic job all the time their coverage is wonderful i think rts is an absolute disgrace and i you know i have sky and I, i i find the sky coverage very good and very informative and a lot lot better than the rte the rte coverage and i i don't know who is advising rte or what think tank they're listening to about the Sunday game. But honestly, they are turning people away, away from it. Rugby heads are advising RT. That's who's running RT. <laughs> Our national sport is getting no coverage. We've we've a couple of games at the weekend and we've won we've won um we've won highlights show on a Sunday night. That's about it, is it? Yeah, I mean you know, the, like, that's, a, that's a magazine terrible. a magazine show on a Monday, Stephen, even, you know, just to do a review and yeah. Even get in a couple of journalists and a, you know yeah. a couple of different voices in just to talk about the game and go into exactly. it in a little and, bit and more detail. I think I think would be very good compared you know, to the radio show. Say after the wall at six o'clock, like Stephen, this is one about Leash Offley Minor game last night. You know they're ringing journalists, they're getting opinions, but it was informative, good, and it wasn't biased. Like that's what mm. they wanted. No, with yeah. the Sunday game, you see, it's an old chums club now. It's don't rock the boat, lads, and and you know we we'll be we'll be grand here. Like you know, like Jesus, call things out. You know, like uh, Shane Dillon is probably too close to Limerick. You know, he he's never going to call a a foul a foul player from Limerick. He's never going to call uh, talk bad against Limerick. And um, like Donald Logan, David, like it, it was painful. What was it last week that Davy and Jackie Terrell were on the iPads? It, it, it was it was it was like the most rehearsed. Analysis going like we'll say this and I'll say this and I'll prod you and you you can say that then and it it was just it was it was terrible it was absolutely terrible and uh, you know Actually, like think, go ahead yeah I think you can tra- you can trace it back Stephen as well I mean I remember coming home after the two thousand and nineteen All Ireland semi final against Wexford I don't know if you remember the Sunday game f- 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 from that night I was coming home you know thinking Jesus I can't wait now to see you know, Tip's comeback here and the discussion and John McGrath's red card and 
all the, the you know the, the refereeing decision from the refereeing decisions that day from our from our friend Sean Clear below in Kilkenny. And we came home and we had Derek McGrath and and Joan Logue talking about was it British imperialism and oh yeah <laughs> like you know yeah. and, and and sweeper systems and, and and all of this you know almost you know trumpeting the use of the sweeper system yes yes we had lost sorry yet the sweeper system had played a massive part in Wexford losing that game you know I mean it was absolutely hilarious like you know well it wasn't actually it wasn't it wasn't hilarious it was it was terrible like you know um you know and to have to be to be lectured that night by Derek McGrath talking about his time in Waterford I mean Derek McGrath won nothing with Waterford sweet total of nothing with them and he comes on lecturing 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 that night like you know so I think I think the last three or four years it's 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 really 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 gone backwards but I see Shaw Sport is back on TG4 on a Friday night so I, I used to, I definitely enjoyed that when it was on in its previous incarnation I'm not sure if, if um Darrow Canada's back presenting that but maybe give that give that a show or a shout out because it mm-hmm. was very very good Exactly. We'll have to tag RT Sport and now Twitter handle for his podcast. So and <laughs> he can get reactions off him. Um, so on that note, lads, and um, thanks for joining us tonight. And we'll hopefully be happy next weekend. We'll get to seven point win and clear the wood now save as well. Thanks for listening, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 